imagine Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, but with finger guns, transgenders, clowns, a dominatrix, and real goddamn aliens. This is Real Men on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm going to hit you with so many rides, you're going to beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Podcast called Stinker Madness. I'm on it. So are other people who are real normal human beings called Sam and Jackie Earth people. I am a normal Earth man, not yeah. a space man. No. I behave as any normal Earth man would. Correct. I've, I've seen no reason to doubt you. Jackie, how's your bowel movements? Um, How's your teeth? I, I don't know. What? I, I don't, I'm trying to spice things up with... Oh, well, you're you know. not doing a very good job. You're, like, using pepper in all the wrong spots. Hmm. Uh, I'm fine. I am... I'm good. Thanks. That's, see, it's more fun when I ask you weird things, because if I just ask you how you're doing, you're just going to say, I'm good, thanks. It's not really riveting audio. How's your uh, you know what armpits? I, you know what? It's awesome this week. Huh. They make little tiny French breads. <laughs> That are like a quarter of the size of regular French breads at the grocery store, and they are so fucking delicious. So is that only this week? Well, I just discovered them, so they could be an old thing that I've just now discovered. But small versions of loaves of bread, not probably a new thing, considering breads. Breads, pretty old thing. Bread, bread, yeah, it's it's at least a few years. But it's a little tiny French bread, and it's so cool. Sam, do you have something more interesting to talk about? Than French bread? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess this is the last episode of this podcast because, man, we are donezo for talking about yep. French bread. Found some gum underneath my desk. <laughs> gum. Whoa, where'd that come from? Somebody at work hates your ass. No, I'm the only one there. I don't chew gum. <laughs> what, where did this come from? Not me. Mystery gum. <laughs> Maybe no, it, you lied. That's more interesting yeah. than well, French bread. I, at that point, you go, man, this gum must have come with the desk. <laughs> this gum could have came from anywhere. Chinese desk. It's Chinese gum. Then you look at your desk, and it's like, man, who else have you slept with, desk? <laughs> Where have you been Where at night? Where have you been at night? <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, this is a podcast where we watch a bad movie and talk about it. Uh, I'm your host, Justin. Sam and Jackie are here. And we just watched a movie called Real Men from 1986, I believe, starring... 87. James Belushi and John Ritter. Yes. Uh, currently streaming on Vudu. You have to pay for it. Sorry, kids. There is no... It was released in 87. God knows when it was shot. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the victims of the post-Heaven's Gate UA debacle. Uh, could you elaborate for so, those that don't are informed with Heaven's Gate, who I am informed as Heaven Gate Heaven's Gate as a cult that no. latched on to Hale Bop the comet? Was that it? And wore Nikes? 
And then drank the Kool-Aid? No, that was Jim Jones. Okay. Well, anyway, the actual, I think 85 was Heaven's Gate. UA basically put way too much money into Michael Cimino, who had done The Deer Hunter previously. Sure. Okay. And You're talking like, about a film called Heaven's Gate. Yes. Okay. And it was this outrageously expensive, way too long, sprawling Western when Westerns were already on the way out, starring Chris Christopherson and an ensemble cast. So I like Chris Christopherson. Well, you might like Heaven's Gate if He's... you like four-hour movies where he doesn't wear his shirt very much. Yeah! He's a handsome dude. No, he is not. Um, that is... Uh, you are mm. you are on a planet all by yourself. Sure. Dude, I think he is one sexy piece of meat. No man is an island except for Jackie on this topic. Uh, you know, I think he was on screen solely because he looks good. I, I don't like. I don't get it. I don't get it. But whatever. Anyway. He's so hot when he's Blade's mentor. Mm, mm-hmm. Numbers. Well, I mean, he's like 70 at that point. So. <laughs> 70 I, is I, I dare you to look good, that good at 70. He always looks 70. Yeah, no, maybe. he doesn't. Shut yeah, up. He, looks like, he always looked like a fucking old cabbie. Like a grody old cabbie. No, he doesn't. The type of cabbie you don't want to get into. You don't want to get into any cabbie. But that's, yeah, that's a fair point. The, anyway. Uh. Basically, Heaven's Gate ended UA. The The losses were just completely unrecoverable. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the films that was made during that same time. Therefore, once Heaven's Gate tanks, they couldn't distribute all their films okay. that they had in the, ta- in the can already. Mm-hmm. So this one doesn't get to see very many theaters. It only makes $800,000. Eight? Hundred thousand dollars. Yes, but it had to probably cost. I mean, even on the cheap, a I'm buck thinking. Five? Oh no, I'm gonna go bottom end five million on this one. Wow, that seems how like many a cars lot. did they? They blew up four fucking cars. They blew up four fucking There's cars. grenade launchers. They yeah. have fucking special effects. Yep. This was not an inexpensive movie. Okay. Ritter yeah. is probably at the highest his price tag ever was. Yes, I would say, but that's not still a grand not, price tag. He was you know, never an A-lister. I think that yeah, they probably did well. Cast-wise cost, because Belushi and Ritter's, if you're going to have a buddy picture, these guys probably weren't that expensive. Sure, sure. They're not Billy Crystal and uh, Gregory Hines, say. No, that one was more expensive. Or Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte, say. Ooh. <laughs> Never been a fan of Eddie Murphy. No. Oh, you're going to say Nick Nolte. Those were fighting words. We're not going to talk about him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, still, that's a, no matter what you do, that is not a successful film. And... Because this is also when HBO sort of is coming up, mm-hmm. becoming more popular, sure. say. Right. So the, the widest release this film ever saw was when it was on HBO. Yeah. And when I was a kid, my grandparents had recorded, uh, they would record movies off their HBO and give them to us on VHS. And my brother and I had sort of like snuck this one in, like we found it and we watched it and it was like, oh, we already watched it once, we can watch it again. And I understand why it became quote unquote lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we were, I mean, I loved the shit out of this movie when I was, like, probably seven. And watching it now, I'm like, yeah, there's some thematic elements that you shouldn't be letting a seven-year-old watch this, probably. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I. it's goofy like a child's movie, but this is no child's movie. Oh, no, it is not. No. It was a grown-up movie. Uh, now, I had never heard of this movie either. Jackie, are, are you in that same class yeah i never heard of this movie and i did not realize that there was ever a point in time where jim belushi was not fat right right he has pretty svelte 
Yeah. He was the handsome of the two. I would say barrel chested even almost. Yes. Yeah. He he was doing the sexy guy pretty good in a this film. Real man, if you will. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Is that what a real man looks like? Dude, he showed his chest hairs. He had the haircut. Looked good in the five oh ones. I yep. think those might have been five fifties, but either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh good comedic duo because uh Belushi's very deadpan, uh you know, kind of Chevy Chase esque without the physical comedy, just very serious at all times, even though he's telling jokes the entire time. Uh, and then Ritter is just complete physical comedy. Mm. So you've got that classic dynamic of the straight man and the hey lady. Shout sure. out Jerry, rest in peace. I had my hindsight with film films has not been twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Say we. Uh, been several talks about it on the podcast say like twin peaks like oh that's great watch it again like what the fuck uh this one i was a little worried about right Uh, i think that's a good this is a good one to be worried about yeah and one of the things that i'd always kind of i have told people this that i think both the top of john ritter and jim belushi's comedic game is this film yes i would say so and I said that to people having not seen it in 30 years. So I was a little worried that they weren't going to be that funny. But actually, I don't think that Jim Belushi has ever been as funny as he was in in this movie ever again. No, I don't think so at all either. Um, this Because when you talk about yourself viewing this as a child, uh, you would say, oh, man, did you ever see this movie called Real Men? It's about like these CIA guys. One of them's kind of a doofus. I think he's like a home guy. But he gets wrapped up in this conspiracy with aliens and stuff. Did you ever see that? Your person you're talking to would be like, that sounds fucking retarded. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a screwball comedy, too. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like the same thing that you would have to explain uh, if you were trying to recapture the uh, same feeling with a movie called Dead Heat that we've talked about sure. on the podcast with Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams. Absolutely. Like, uh, it's about cops that become zombies and then they fight crime. That sounds fucking retarded. Sounds dumb. It this movie aged beautifully. Oh, absolutely. It at no point was anything 80s topical uh like oh, well that would have worked when you were a child, but now it doesn't. Even some of the things, the jokes that you write on paper, that you're like that's going to come out on film being dumb as shit. Uh I'm thinking finger guns. Uh-huh. Uh, are beautiful on screen, like just so well done where you have a dumb joke and you beat it to death until you have no choice but to think it's fucking hilarious, mm-hmm. even though it's completely dumb. Hilarious. This movie is fucking hilarious. It is. Not unintentionally, all uh faithful findings. This movie is genuinely funny. Yes, this is one of our rare gems. Indeed. It's a movie that is supposed to be crap because it didn't make any money and uh-huh. no one ever watched it, but you should because it's not crap. It's great. Yes, this is it, this is what we're going to call our bad movie debunked episodes. Yes. It's the opposite of good movie debunked, obviously. Yeah, you know, I, I still kind of wonder if this should not be on a bad movie podcast. Well, it because is because we have to bring attention it, to it, Jackie. Because I liked it so much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. I mean, no, not that that's going to be, you know, that's I'm not foreshadowing my vote at the end there. Sam. Oh, I I, sure. I will come out and say this is a total do. We'll get that yeah. right out of the way. This is hilarious. This is a good movie. Yeah. I the, laugh my ass off. If what you're failing to realize is that 
it is our responsibility, Jackie, to bring these types of movies to people that enjoy these types of movies. And I, I won't go out there and say it's for everyone. I can see some people being like, it's dumb. It's, uh, well, it is dumb. It is dumb. It's super dumb. And it's so fucking dumb that it becomes hilarious. It, but it is still our job, whether it is a good movie or a bad movie, to make sure that people are aware of these lost gems, as it were. And by the numbers, this is supposed to be a bad movie. It's got bad reviews. It's got bad returns. Everything about its reception is poor. And even though we now know it to be what it is, uh, and and I'm sure we're not the only ones, it does not have any type of cult uh, status. No. Like, nobody knows about this fucking film. And... Uh, I mean, people do, because right now, if you were to try to get this on uh, disc, it's fucking $40 on Amazon because it's out of print. Yeah. Uh, the only place that you can view this is on Vudu for two ninety nine, and And you're going to have to. Yes. Like, you do not want to miss a chance at this in case they take it off and you're like, $40 fucking dollars for a, a DVD yeah. copy. No, this needs the Blu-ray treatment and uh, mass-produced uh, at $20. They... It's got to happen. They've already remastered it for Blu-ray mm -hmm. because there's a German copy. Oh, but that's the Shazer. problem is that the only copy that you can get right now is a Region 2 mm -hmm. German copy of this movie right. in Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why they have Regions. It's just fucking dumb. I We're thought Blu-ray was universal to... society now. Oh, yeah, the sure. global economy. Welcome to Trump's America. Shout oh. out to Ronnie Pascal. Uh, Fuck th you. Thanks again, uh, Ronnie Pascal, for... Uh, Hosting or joining us last week, yes. uh, while Jackie is saying "fuck you" to Ronnie Pascal, or I think to you, to Trump was... America. Oh. Oh. That's part of the anti-globalism of Trump, Jackie. Is we don't want to have globalist stuff anymore, so we have to have regions of DVDs because <sighs> then we're not all part of Earth. We're separate nations, and uh, yes, also go fuck yourself, uh, Region One and Region Two. But hey, at least we're not uh, being like, well, it's on Betamax, <laughs> you know. At least we're not fighting that. It's all DVD. Yeah. So uh, we could be. Uh, you don't like, know I that about Russia. I can't watch that because it's on uh, fucking Laserdisc. <laughs> Laser. See, but I would be willing to bet that the DVD is full screen. And that the only way that you could get a hold of this in the version that we just watched, which is probably taken from the German mm -hmm. Blu-ray mm -hmm. and put onto streaming, would be as if you found a fucking Laserdisc copy of it. Yeah. Might be. Might be. Uh, you guys ready to get into this? Sure. Right. I will mention, though, yeah, that's one of the things that added to the sort of really helped this movie out a lot is the music by Miles Goodman is fucking fantastic. I wouldn't go so far as fantastic. I think it's pretty clowny, but I think it fits. Uh, I, I wouldn't give him an award for his work. Uh, it's just, you know, your usual. Yeah. But he did bend the theme around situations and never used any additional music. It was all just the theme yeah. changed into different variations Reprises, for right. the uh, you know emotion that he was going for, which I enjoyed. I thought it was very fun. Yeah, it's a good uh, good uh, budget uh, soundtrack for sure. Absolutely. Uh, it's no Danny Elfman. Sorry. Uh, the movie starts out with John Ritter. Yes, TV's John Ritter uh, with a map. And some water, and he's dressed in a trench coat. He's looking, uh, he's looking very spy esque. He's wandering through the woods. Yeah, he looks like uh, fuck. Dick Tracy. Fuck. fuck. <laughs> the guy from Unsolved Mysteries, Robert Stack. Yeah, he looks like Robert. Everybody, Stack. <laughs> and that's the, I think one of the jokes here is because Robert Stack's really huge right now, uh -huh. 
as this is getting made and the, his Untouchables show, they're all dressed like Robert Stack from the Untouchables. Yeah, Everybody right. is just a secret agent is just Robert Stack. Well, you don't know what he's doing there. He's just got a glass of water and a map, and he's looking around, and then bang! He's shot dead. He's fucking dead. John Ritter's dead. God Ooh. man, what a role. This <laughs> is like two seconds after they flash his name up on yeah, the John screen. Ritter, dead. Uh, interesting. All right, fine. Well, I I guess not everybody likes John Ritter. You know, uh, maybe maybe uh, come and knock on my door. Yeah, uh, Three's Company is no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now you're fucking dead. John Knotts was funny, but he didn't show up till season four. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, there's guys everywhere now. Uh, they claim it's an inside job. This is the CIA it comes out of the woods and they're like, oh shit, he's dead. Uh, must have been an inside job because uh, the map's been stolen. Uh, when did all that happen? Like, it seems like bang. Yeah, no, this the guys is, come out of the behind the trees. We should talk about this debacle of a CIA exercise because I think this is one of the only like. We're going to have to try to not just cheerlead this fucking film for the whole podcast. Uh-huh. This is something that you can kind of break down like, bad job, CIA. Right. Um, let's bring the real map to the exercise. Not so just it's a, a piece it's, of paper. This isn't even the real deal? This, this is, is just a training, training exercise? exercise? For when the real deal happens. Yeah. Okay. Like, right. Let's bring all the real stuff to the training exercise. Right. Okay. Uh, live ammo. Uh-huh. Let's do the live ammo sure. thing. Sure. Um, and uh, let's, uh, you know, just see what happens. Now, let's come back to this let's make sure. a mental note to revisit once we uh have un. in fact i'm just going to write down a question uh, <laughs> just, just right now just scribble this yeah, down hold do, on do, do, do. how do you train for this <laughs> question mark okay so uh the map's been stolen whatever the map is and uh the the top cia guy He's like, we're gonna need, we're gonna need our best man. We're gonna need the ringer in here, and it's a guy named uh, Nick something. Paradolino. Paradolino, played by Jim or John, James Belushi, of course, not John. Uh, he's gonna get the job done. He'll get that map back and shit. So, forward cut to uh, James Belushi, Nick. He's uh, working in a fish market in like one of those like cool fucking outdoor open market things sure. what are those called just an open market i guess fish market well it's not the whole thing's not a fish market but it's like a food market that's outdoors uh we don't have them where we live farmer's market yeah but that's like fruits and vegetables street only. market maybe yeah i don't know it's pirandello's Pe- Nick's last name okay people that live in cool towns will know what that's called uh where you just walk around and try cool food from all sorts of different vendors outside awesome sure uh, and they're there all the time like it's not like oh we're having this market once a week because they got them yeah. constantly they're all over la and uh yeah nick's there working undercover mm-hmm. with the president or the uh, King of Parmistan. Yes, the King of Parmistan is a customer there. From uh, No, he's working with Nick. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, he was working there. All right. I think Parmistan didn't, didn't go so well. Didn't go. <laughs> the dream collapsed from the yep. Jim Cotta episode, yes. Uh, so that's where he is. He's in one shot. Mm-hmm. And there's some secret agent stuff happening in front of him. Uh, oh, yeah. They're passing some things around. I guess it's the, they're passing the map. Is that what? No, no, they're passing directions the, to the map. Yeah, so the map gonna, to the map. Yeah, so an old lady's got the. She has a piece of paper, and she flashes it to a younger guy, 
and then she throws it on the barbecue, and we find out later that that was where the drop for the map is going to take place. Uh, so it's a map to the map. Yes. Got it. Uh, and Nick is like, uh-uh, not on my watch. And he grab he nabs the guy in like a like a trailer or a back sure. of a truck or something. And he's like, uh, give up the deets. And the guy's like, hell no, man. I'll take it to my grave. And so Nick gives him a death pill. Well, and he's sitting Painful there kissing Nick's yes. kiss, kissing Nick's ass, like, "Oh my God, I always wanted to be like you, and yeah, you're, you're so, so awesome, you're and- awesome man." But I'm not telling you shit. Oh, okay. We'll take this painful death pill. Yes. And the guy's like, "What? No, uh, shit, fuck. How am I gonna die? Eh, it's gonna suck, but you're tough. You can handle it." Yeah. I can't. So after a bit of comedy, uh, the guy talks and tells Nick where the drop is going to be. And so Nick's like, fine, I'm out. And he runs to his car, but then he gets, he sees some tracks in the ground leading away from his car. So he's like, mm-hmm. Tosses a little pebble at his car and it fucking explodes. Yep. <laughs> this is really just getting to know Nick Pirandello, super agent. Super agent. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, so he's, he's, Got got the guys after him, the bad guys already. Sure. Uh, and he runs to the location where the map is at. He finds it in a clock, uh, but the Russians are coming. Mm-hmm. The Russians are coming. The Rus- no, that's the British. Never mind. Uh, and he escapes with the map, shooting guys, one shot, one kill with a pistol at much range. They can't hit him at all, of course. No. Which I think is a, is a very ongoing thing in this comic. He is. does Nobody- take... He takes one in the arm in this. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but uh, they're all bad shots for the most part, and he's spot on aim. He At one point, he uses his shoelaces to swing from ledge to ledge. Yes, <coughs> and then breaks into a window using his shoelace, and when the Russians come to get him, they just see some people humping. Uh-huh. But it's him. So he just, like, busted into some lady's room and was like, yeah. You want to bang? And she's like, okay. Yeah. Well, All right. you're Nick, right? Do it for your yeah, country Nick. and for this wiener. <laughs> yeah, he, he bangs a lady and blows a guy away mid-chase. Yeah. Never seen that in a film before. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it was quite impressive. You might call it a quickie. <laughs> yeah. This is sort of an F you to James Bond. Yeah, right. Like, you do these things one at a time, dickhead. <laughs> So he delivers the map to his boss. He gets away and he delivers the map to his boss, but there's the inside man is standing inside the office, I guess, and he is grabs him. this piece of paper and chucks it out the window. <laughs> he missed it. The inside man is inside, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's like standing right there. He haphazardly throws it out the window, and then some it just oafish floats down. Yeah, and then some oafish dude barely grabs it and then has the... Worst time running to his escape. I got it. He's like, oh, God. It's hilarious. Uh, and the boss is like, what the fuck? That was the map. And he's like, that's not the map. That's not the map. That's a note. Yeah. That tells them that we know who their leaders are and to just give up. Do you know who their leaders are? No. <laughs> uh, so... The boss is like, okay, so here's what we're going to need. We're going to need a lookalike for our dead agent mm-hmm. that was out in the field. Okay, uh, so they need a guy that looks like 
Agent Pillbox. Agent Pillbox for uh, to to finish his mission, I guess. And so they've got a guy lined up. His name is Bob. Yep. He's your average Joe house man, married, mild manner. Sure. Uh, what what does what does Bob do for a living? Do He's an any? insurance agent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very good insurance agent role for yeah yeah in fact the the dialogue even says he's average well maybe a little less yeah yeah he's a he's a schmo yeah uh not tough his child's bike has been stolen by some ruffians yeah who live down the street uh led by james lagrosse james lagrosse <laughs> not in the movie enough but no he's here no. What is how many times has he been on the show? He was in Near Dark. I don't know. He's he was in. Uh, I think he's in your laundry room right now. He might be in the laundry room. Uh, we haven't done Solar Babies. We haven't done. Uh, he was in something else that was a big episode with him. But uh, yeah, we I don't I don't know if we've done any of it. Like Solar Babies is one of his leads. I don't think we've ever done any of his lead roles. It's always been these peripheral roles. Yeah, so. right, right, right. Uh, I always make him, miss, mix him and Nick Cassavetes up for some reason, but. Totally not the same guy. Not the same guy, but they're in a lot of the same movies. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he gets beat up by James LaGrosse's band of doofuses. Yeah. So he is not. He's not. He's not cut out for this secret agent CIA work that he's no. got coming his way. But he wakes up at his house after getting beat up, and Nick is there. Nick is in the garage mm-hmm. and uh, gets the drop on him. Bob has no chance, and. They have a little standoff. Nick or Bob shoots him. He tries to shoot him several times. Blank gun. I thought this was kind of a little mischaracterization because I don't think he'd have the nuts to pull the trigger. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, if you're afraid, you will. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be afraid of Nick. He seems pretty easy going. <laughs> well, he's nice, but he's such a fast talker. You know, you're getting screwed on the deal. Oh yeah, you're totally getting screwed by yeah. him. But uh, I don't know if I'd blow him away. But anyways. Uh, he's like, uh, look outside. You see that guy in a tree with a machine gun? Yeah. Well, he's here to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. Which is, this is some weird dialogue. He's like, he should be in the street down, or the tree down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we then, can see him. Yeah. But apparently they're, they're not taking these guys very seriously. No, the Russians are not good in this film. <laughs> they are not the elite, uh, no. fighting force that Nick is. Well, no one is really. And so uh, the Russians are surrounded him. They're going to kill them both. Uh, but Nick has taken various bits while enlisting Bob in this mission and built a nail gun. Yep. Out of just spare parts in the garage. Like Quake nail gun. Yeah, like a Quake. Good call. Yeah. yeah. Nice spot on that one. Yeah. It was a big fuck you to uh, MacGyver. MacGyver, yeah. My, MacGyver can eat a dick next to Nick. Oh, yeah. Bubble gum and a paper clip, and he can make... Uh, a bomb diffuser? Something. It's going to, like, save the day peacefully. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, he never shoots a gun. No. But uh, Nick shoots guns. <laughs> Nick, Nick goes ahead and he shoots those guns. I don't know why he needs the nail gun. It's just because it's awesome, I guess. Uh, I'm just going to speculate right here that he's just kind of bored, so he's going to see if he can kill these guys with household items. Right. And he does. Yeah. Like, Band-aid box is a clip. Nail gun, just bits all over the place, pipes. Yeah. There's only like six or seven of them. You know he has that many rounds. He's been one-shotting everybody. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I think if Bob was to have stopped and asked him, like, why did you build the nail gun? And he's just like, oh, I was just bored. Yeah, why not? Just, why? Well, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you? 
Well, it's a conversation piece, right? And he's yeah. showing off a little <laughs> it's bit. It's a conversation piece. <laughs> so, uh, first time with the nail gun, self-built? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I made a rocket launcher out of a muffler and a box of rubber cement. Mm-hmm. So you used a, a Band-Aid tin to hold the nails that killed those people. It's kind of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go outside, and it instantly becomes World War III out there. And they're just standing in the driveway. They're not behind cover. No. They're just standing there getting shot at, and the Russians can't hit fucking anything. But Nick is blowing all of them away with his nail gun. There's a guy that takes four shots at Bob with a grenade launcher uh-huh. and doesn't hit him or his family, but fucks his house up yeah, real nice. Right? <laughs> yeah, they brought a fucking rocket launcher. <laughs> Uh, wow, over overpowered guys. Yeah, I <laughs> can't hit shit. And what's fun is that you're like, holy shit, grenade launcher, and the movie knows that you're saying, holy shit, a grenade launcher, because rather than addressing it directly, you just see Jim Belushi turn to Bob and go, he missed you, like four times. <laughs> <laughs> so they dispatch all the. Well, Nick dispatches all those guys. And uh, Bob's like, screw this, man. I'm going to try to get away. Oh, wait, wait, we we have to, this ties in later. They go into a guy's house where it's discovered that he's got not very much milk compared to uh, Bob. Bob's got a lot of milk. Yeah, and Bob's, you know, his milkman winked at him in the movie earlier. Yeah. 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 So uh, Nick thinks that uh, his old lady's banging the milkman. Yep. Drops by every day. They still had those in 1987, I guess. I think they did. Yeah, they did, because I I remember getting milk delivered when I was a kid. Technically, you still can. The Schwann's man. They have milk. Yep. Uh, Anyways. The Schwann's man at my apartment complex is a lady. Schwann's. She's pretty hot. Person? So, in other words, you getting your milk delivered, Sam? I try to get the Red Baron pizzas. Schwann's stress? And I'm like, would you like a tip? And she's like, if it's... Something stupid, just save it and go away. As long as it's not your dick. Yeah. Just the tip? Because that's... Let's pretend like we're in seventh grade, baby. Or twelfth for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, three weeks ago. Senior year of college. Just the tip. I'm new. (laughs) Uh, All right, so... Uh, Bob tries to run away. He gets stopped by uh, Nick, or he gets stopped by one of the Russians, a knife guy, and uh, Nick gets him, takes him out. So they're now teamed up, sort of, reluctantly. Mm-hmm. Bob is still reluctantly. Been enlisted almost. Yeah. Uh, he, Bob wakes up the next day. It's Tuesday. Uh, they got to get to uh, Washington by Friday, the location on the map. And Bob still doesn't really even know what he's his job is and why. No. But... Uh, he wakes up in the car on Tuesday in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. This place is a shithole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It looks like I don't know why needles. it's Las Vegas. Yeah, it looks like needles. It looks or... like Pomona in 1987. Yeah, it's a dump. <laughs> Sorry, Pomona. Or I heard needles. that Pomona's nicer now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he calls home. It's like, fuck. God damn it, I gotta call my wife. And his wife's like, oh, hey, we're just cleaning up after the terrorist attack in the street. Terrorist attack? Yeah, uh, 
are you still at the loony bin? And he's like, loony bin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not supposed to be talking to everybody. And uh, Nick grabs the phone. He's like, hi, this is uh, Dr. Stillwell. Stillwell. Uh, Rosen Rosen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is a, a shout out to the soap operas. What? Yeah. yeah. I, wouldn't, I would not doubt that at all. Dr. Stillwell, I believe, was on... I want to say Days of Our Lives. Why not General uh, Hospital? General Hospital. Or General Hospital, I think it's yeah. General Hospital. Huh. One of those big ones. All anyway. Right. All right. Uh, it's like, you're not supposed to be talking to anybody. Hang up. And Bob's like, oh, well, screw you, dude. I do not want to be a part of this. So he runs back into that car he was in, locks himself in, tries to drive away. But Jim, Jim, Nick has got the uh, distributor cables. And uh, he's like, fine. You don't want to go? Fine. Uh, I got to kill you, though, so I'm just going to light this car on fire with some gasoline. going to burn you to the ground slowly. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch you scream as your flesh comes off and you die of asphyxiation slowly. Well, mm. he tells him it can get awfully hot in a parked car. Yeah, it can. it's going to get real hot. When that car's on fire, it gets hotter. About a thousand degrees inside. You're not going to feel good. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to feel crispy. Uh... He lights the mash, and Bob's like, fuck, shit. He comes out, and Nick tells him, look, the whole planet's on the line. Uh, I need you for this. And you kind of think that he's giving him one of his spiels, his deadpan spiels, like, oh, I'm just, you know, toying with you to, sure. to you know, he's keep blo- you involved. He's blowing smoke up his ass again. Yeah, but uh, he's not. Uh, they have to go meet aliens. Yes. Real, God honest aliens. Spacemen. Men from outer space. UFOs. UFOs. ETs. Boy, didn't see that coming. Nope. <laughs> now, this movie's been pretty ludicrous up to this point, but, uh, huh, spacemen. Yeah. Martians. Didn't see it coming. Okay, all right. And at this point, I think he's still lying. Yeah. But he's not, uh, because he pulls out a baseball or pulls out a pen, and Nick's like, or Bob's like, I need proof. And he's like, Well, here, this is a pen. Uh, the aliens gave it to me. It says, uh, Nick, from your friends from far away. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. And then he stabs the pen through a baseball, and uh, Bob's still like, No, that's not enough. I saw that on TV last week. All right. Well, it does this one other thing. And he like pushes a button, and it floats in midair, and then transforms into like a satellite communicator thing yep with rainbows it swirling to a spaceship and it goes into space yeah and uh bob's like ha ha ah, so ah. yeah that's a space pen ah. <laughs> son of a bitch this movie's is about aliens <laughs> nope the alien real goddamn aliens huh ah. well <laughs> No time to think about it, though, because the Russians are back and they're shooting at them. Mm-hmm. And they dive into this house and uh, they're shooting aliens back and forth. Or aliens. They're shooting Russians back and forth. Well, they're aliens to us, right? Yeah, you know, I don't speak Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no. All right. Uh, but the Russians send in their top negotiator, Olga Shlotinsky. I don't know what her name is. Yeah, I don't know. She's like a honeypot, I guess. Yeah, she's on the top. Yeah. What's a honeypot? Well, she's not a honeypot, but a honeypot is uh, the sexy spy. Like, uh, you're, say you're uh, 
say say you're a man, a former real estate tycoon that uh, went on a reality TV show and uh, somehow got into a position of power. And uh, say there's another nation that uh, might want to know some of the things that you're willing to tell to a uh, person because you're not very smart and not very good with secrets. And if you so, can remember. Yeah, so they send in a, a, a busty lady that's uh, good at being like, oh, oh, man whose name is probably Donald. Um, <laughs> Teehee, giggle snort. <laughs> and then she flaps her eyebrows and he's like, Duh, here's the nuclear codes. Flaps her eyebrows, huh? It flutters, whatever that is. Whatever. Yeah. Eyelashes. Yeah. Yeah, eyebrows, dude. Just Groucho marks all of a sudden. He gets a fucking ring. Yeah. It's hot shit. Put on some glasses, and this is going to be the biggest heart on you've ever seen. That's a honeypot. The sexy spy that gets the secrets because men are dumb. I could do that for a living. I'll tell you anything you want because you're blowing me. If you're getting a blowjob or whatever depravity is happening to you, why do you suddenly want to talk about government secrets? Like, at what point do you go, why am I telling you this Mm -hmm. while my penis is inside of you? Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm very intelligent. No. Well, if you were a smart man, you would just get the sex and be like, well, thanks for that. And they'd be like, where's the secret? Secret. I I don't tell secrets when I'm getting a (laughs) bluey. And then you run away. Better buy me dinner first. Uh, Yeah, that's a honeypot. She's not a honeypot, though. She's just the negotiator who happens to be attractive. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's like, we're going to kill you. Uh, so give us the map. Yeah. Or, yeah. We're going to kill you and we're going to kill him. Or we can just kill him. Or we can just kill him. You give us the map. We'll give you a job yeah. in the KGB. Sure. A million dollars. A million dollars. Why not? Uh, and, uh, and I'll throw in that honeypot thing I was talking about earlier. And uh, he bites on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he takes a break and uh, bangs the top negotiator. I, You know, and then she, again, you'll find out after the bang scene that they didn't make the deal. Right. And then she's like, by the way, your stock tips are shit. So you just, they're just, they just do this. Yeah, this is just their typical yeah. Thursday. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite joke in the movie happens here. I don't think I'm going to even bother to recreate it. Oh, he actually laughed over the top of the second punchline, too. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. yeah. But they make a break for it. Uh, the Russians are still out there, still shooting at him. They're like, uh, Bob's like, what do I do? What do I do? And Nick's like, do what I do. And so while Nick is shooting <laughs> at guys with a gun, Bob follows him with finger guns. Mm-hmm. Bang, 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 bang. He makes the noise, too, which makes it even better. Yes. As he goes, bang. And this is exactly what I meant earlier by, this is going to be dumb when you write it on paper. And it's fucking hilarious. It's the Mel Brooks walk this way joke taken to the next level. Oh, it's, and just keeps going and going and going. And sometimes he actually kills guys (laughs) with his finger gun. Yeah. Uh, one guy's like, whoa, so surprised he backs into a tree branch and it goes through his tummy. Yeah. <laughs> and other guys just are getting shot by stray bullets, but Bob thinks it's his fucking finger gun that's mm-hmm. working. He's like, I guess he thinks that maybe the aliens have given him a superpower to help out against the Russians. 
That's what I think. Yeah, he's, he's, he says something along those lines, yeah, like, he, your friends are helping us. Yeah, he thinks the aliens have given him finger gun powers. Finger gun, finger bang powers. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. And they dive into a phone booth to make a call for help, but... Uh, he doesn't call for help. He just cancels his shit stocks. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what happens. He's like, I need a quarter. And this whole time, Bob's like, oh, shit, we're going to call for help. Uh-huh. And then he gets on the phone and he's like, sell my Zantac stock right now. <laughs> and then hangs up and goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly things are quiet outside. And he's like, what the hell? Did they give up? What is this? And Nick's like, it's lunchtime. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, these guys aren't as dedicated as we are. <laughs> the Russians have broken for lunch. <laughs> yeah, and it's just another, it's like, every five minutes, this guy just takes you by surprise. And this is another one, like, really, lunch? That's No, really, lu- really. Really, they are on lunch break. Oh. <laughs> so they just walk off? Yeah, they leave. <laughs> and then you're like, what the, okay, they're at lunch. And then the next thing is like, we need a safe car, and there's really only only one place that's always safe. Well, where's that? Then he's like, Mom. He's like, what? He's at his mom's house? Right, right. He just walks around the corner like, yeah. all right, we're here. Uh, along the way, though, to, to Nick's mom's house, uh, the plot is divulged a little bit further. The all life on planet Earth is going to end in five years mm-hmm. via virus or something. The uh, killing starting with plankton and bacteria in the ocean. Yeah, the food chain is going to dry up. Yep, they're going to kill the food chain from the bottom up. And uh, they need to meet the aliens who are going to give them a special package to, to stop this. The good package. Yeah, the good package this, to stop this chain reaction of events. And uh, all they need to do in exchange is bring them some water. Mm-hmm. Glass of water. Huh. Yeah, right? Uh, which is what uh, they were training for at the beginning. Yeah. All right, so we'll come back to that. Uh, so they do. They stop at Nick's mom's house to get the car, and she seems nice. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. very motherly. Yeah. Nice house. She's got They've got sandwiches and coffee ready to go. And uh, is dad back from uh, the hospital? Oh, yeah, he's just upstairs resting after surgery. Oh, okay. And your aunt's here. She did say that her aunt was there as well. Huh. Yeah. I missed that. That doesn't pay off. Uh, It does. Yes, it does. Because it gives mm. Bob a reason to think that that's Oh, his okay. Yeah, so the aunt comes down and yeah. boom, bop, a boom, bop, a boom. And we have to mention that this is Diane Thorne, Who's who Diane? is Ilsa She-Wolf of the SS. Oh, really? Yes, she okay. is like one of, this is as uh, sort of iconic a woman in the sexploitation genre as there ever was. Yeah, yeah, sure. And she comes downstairs and just jumps on Bob. She's wearing like something Dolly Parton would wear. Yeah. Uh, busty lady. Silk pants. Yeah. Type stuff. Fringe. Yeah. Kind of see-through at the top. Yeah. They're clothes, but they uh, only cover what they Barely need to. Yeah, not well. Um, and so she she molests the shit out of Bob. Mm. Oh, he's into it, dude. He, he gets is... he gets into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, then Nick comes out and he's like, they they like shuffle away from each other because they've been busted. And Nick Nick comes out and he's like, Hey, Dad, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I did not see that coming. Oh, oh, I lost my shit. That was the surgery. Mm-hmm. Dad's a transgender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Bob was making out with his dad. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, hilarious. And then it goes on to this like really good, like pro transgender dialogue for right. a short period of time. And then, oh yeah, we gotta save the world with aliens. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Thanks for your car, mom. Yeah. Yeah, this whole scene, I just laughed my ass off the entire time. Uh, yeah, this is one of the funniest scenes of this movie. This you is know, one he of the was having a midlife scenes. crisis. I'm like, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> and now is a total whore. <laughs> oh, dude. Can you blame him, though, with a with a new body like that? Yeah, if you were, you know, a middle-aged man and you went to Sweden and came back Diane Thorne, then I suppose you'd be a whore, too. You <laughs> yeah, know, that's you'd a, be jumping on all the penises. That's essentially the plot of uh, one of my favorite Heinlein books. Uh, I Will Fear No Evil. Fear No Evil, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they borrow the mom's car and they drive off, and uh, they, they have some adventures along the way, but uh, it culminates in when they pull into a cornfield to take a leak. Sure. And uh, Bob is having some doubts. It's like... I don't know if I'm the guy for this. I don't think I'm cut out. I want to quit. And Belushi's like, no, you don't get to quit. Yeah. I'm going to take a pee. And I think we should mention that as part of the Jim Belushi confidence building that he's been doing, when they stop in Texas, he buys him a fucking John Wayne shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he keeps telling him, like, good job. That that was really good. Yeah, the whole time he's been confidence building him. But uh, he turns his back and Bob splits. He runs into the cornfield. And he gets quite a ways, and then he realizes he's got the map on him. He's like, God damn it, the keys to saving the earth. I, I've got it. Shit. Shit. I got to go back. So he mm-hmm. turns around, and I kind of thought that he was just going to like try to drop the map off at the car and then run away again. Uh, but uh, he gets back, and the car's not there, and he's, there's no Nick. And he's like, what the fuck? Shit. And the... Uh, Nick pops out from behind as he's desperate, not knowing what to do. Oh, he runs like a mile back up to the road. Right. And uh, Bob just unloads on him. Just unloads on him. Like, how dare you, you son of a bitch? When It's fine for you to do whatever, but when I go to take a leak, you leave me with the map, and the whole thing could have gone to shit just because you were being selfish and not paying attention, you son of a bitch. And Nick's like, oh, yeah, I huh, okay, it's total mm-hmm. character shift right here. Yep, the turn happens. Yeah, Bob is getting some balls. Uh, so I guess he's back in. and He's they... really in for the first time. Yeah. Bob is now in. Right, Bob's in. And uh, they stop in Indianapolis to get the special glass of water that they've just conveniently hidden under a dumpster in an alley. Sure. <laughs> And it, this glass, it's not just any glass. It's a glass with the presidential seal on it. Yeah. That I guess. It's a highball with, yeah, the POTUS stamp. Nice. Why can't they just uh, use a normal one? Well, they say in the movie that, it's, you know, for for publicity. Yeah, because they'll take the glass and then it'll be all over the universe. But then, well, later they don't take the glass. Right. Yeah. Well, you're just hoping. You're being hopeful. Okay. All right. And they say in the you know in the dialogue as well, he's like, well, who decides that? And he's like, well, I think there's a whole room full of stooges in the White House that decides this. <laughs> so they get it. 
mission successful right there, except clown attack. Yep. Wait, what? Clown attack? Who are these clowns? Who are the literal clowns? Yes. Yeah, they turn around and there's like a bunch of clowns right there. <laughs> in in stealth formation, yeah. preparing their ambush. Mm-hmm. It's a trap. <laughs> and then uh, Nick's like, well, all the best CIA agents are now disguising themselves as clowns so you don't know who they are. <laughs> Yeah, he explains it pretty deadpan. Out loud yourself. (laughs) Wait, that makes no fucking Uh, sense at all. (laughs) Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go over here. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so they, uh, they're Bob is like, oh, I can't deal with this, and he convince Nick convinces Bob that he's uh, a Manchurian candidate. Yeah. That uh, oh, come on, he starts crying behind the dumpster. Like Bob is crying. Yeah. And Nick is like, dude, you're really breaking my confidence in you. Mm. But here's the deal. You're a Russian agent. You just need a, like, you're one of those secret guys that gets unlocked with a keyword you hear, and then you go fucking ape shit. You kill everybody. Sleeper agent. Sleeper agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like in the movies. Just like that guy that killed Bobby Kennedy. Uh, No, maybe not. Uh, Or maybe so. Who's to say, right? And Lincoln. Oh, oh, Wilkes Booth was asleep. They have time machines. Oh, oh, God damn it. (laughs) You guys need to listen to InfoWars. You know this shit. (laughs) Frogs are gay! Uh, (laughs) What? Uh, duh. (laughs) The water, the poison water, is making the frogs turn gay, Jackie. It's It's a government conspiracy to make us all a bunch of ninnies. What? They're making the frogs gay! That's what Alex Jones claimed on InfoWars. I kid you not. Why would why would that matter? Exactly. Because <laughs> it's dumb. Well, you're telling me you haven't heard of the fluoridation of natural water, Jackie? Yeah. No. Yeah. Alex... I need to watch this InfoWars thing. No, you don't. Or apparently Dr. Strangelove. Alex Jones needs to watch Dr. Strangelove. Right. Uh, do you think that frog that was in the, the Warner Brothers commercials or the Warner Brothers cartoons, you know, hello, my baby, hello, sure. my honey. Do you think he was gay? He's a hell of a dancer. He's a hell of a dancer. Good snappy dresser, too. Sure. And then and then when somebody else comes into the room, he's normal frog. Quote, unquote, normal. What is normal? Who's to say? I don't know. But when uh, when he's alone in a room with uh, with that guy... His true self comes out. Yeah. I think that frog's gay shit. Well, I think, I think that frog's a bisexual. That frog can do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, yep. No, I'm not saying that, that's his, you know, that's his deal. Sure. Uh, I'm just saying. I think that was a, uh, what, what's that guy's name? Uh, Mel Blank. Mel Blank uh, uh, social statement right there. Sure. Either hey. that or, or this, the frog was really a sociopath that was trying to drive this guy crazy slowly but surely. <laughs> <laughs> that is likely. Uh, maybe he was a gay sociopath. Oh, boy. Oh, what? Gay people can't be fucking insane, Sam? Sociopaths are not insane. Well, They're or, self-serving. Well, mm. you're pathic. There's a level of craziness to it. You're, pathic implies you're crazy about yourself. There you go. I am crazy about myself. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, the fuck am I? You're in a basement. Oh, so, yeah, so he, he gives uh, Bob some self-confidence to deal with these clowns. Like, you're going to go fucking apeshit and kill these guys. Yep. Uh, you can do it. You're uh, you're trained, man. Uh, 
this isn't the first time you've uh, kicked ass. You just don't remember. Oh, really? And so Bob runs straight at the clowns in attack formation and gets punched right in the face. Yep. <laughs> Knocked out cold. Knocked out cold. You know, which was kind of sad because at this point I thought for sure he would at least get in a punch. Uh huh. No. Nope. No. He was out like the fight hadn't even started. I mean, the poor guy. Yeah, the poor guy. But it's okay, Jackie, because it's all part of the grand scheme because Nick goes in there, quietly kicks all the clowns' ass, uh, and then he wakes up, uh, wakes up Bob and he's like, holy shit, man, you did it. You, you, beat the hell out of all of them by yourself i i was gonna get in there and help but you'd already taken care of it before before i could yeah you're amazing he's like i hit my head on a dumpster and knocked myself out yeah wow uh tell me how it happened and bob totally buys it he thinks he kicked these clowns ass well he starts to tell him all about it and then he goes like no you're not a sleeper i kill i kicked all these guys ass fuck you no he tells him that i that I was just making you get confidence that you could kick these guys' yeah. ass about the sleeper, but he still says that he kicked all that Bob kicked their ass. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Bob is now feeling pretty good about himself. And then one of the clowns wakes up and Bob knocks his ass yeah, out. He punches his fucking it's the same guy that punched his NOS and yeah. His NOS. His NOS. He hit the NOS button and he yeah. went fast. Uh so what Bob is now one hundred percent pure badass. And they get to Pittsburgh, and uh, they're stopping off at a bar, and Bob's like, what the fuck, man? Why aren't we going straight to Washington? And Nick's like, I'm here to get laid. Yeah. We have to save the planet. That's tomorrow. It's Thursday. We don't have to be there until Friday. At when 8 p.m. I, when I say I have to get laid, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to make you wait in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even leave his ass at the bar. He finds no. some chicky bee. And gives her, slings her some lines, which are not quality lines to tell to a woman. Like, no, well, he it's... says, You've just attracted the most handsome man in the bar. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a very, very meek and mild looking yeah, she's, person. She's the librarian sure. or, or something like that. Uh, yeah. He yeah. goes on to, I mean, it's the copy and paste of the guy that copies and pastes the same message into every internet dating woman site that he can find that I'm very handsome athletic fit and I know how to please a woman da, 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 we can have a casual relationship and then they copy and paste that into he does that are you telling us from experience Sam that that's what you do oh no. I don't do that Sam Sam just sends dick pics no just repeat dick pics repeat dick uh, like in in bulk and there are other people's dicks yeah they're sometimes. why is this one black well you know sometimes I'm biracial sheep dicks you know, just in case. <laughs> just dog dicks. Red rockets. So gross. You never know. There's some pretty weird people out there. <laughs> yeah, like just sending pictures of dogs with erections. And then like mixing that in with like testicles served as food. <laughs> A some, plate of frog legs, say. Yeah, Rocky Mountain oysters. Mmm, yummy. What was that thing we learned last week? The Alaskan frozen popsicle thing. Oh, that used the, to by... the the northern, uh, northern Klondike. Yeah, the northern Klondike. <laughs> northern Klondike. <laughs> uh, so he picks up this lady, and and they follow her to a warehouse, and uh, he goes in, leaving Bob in the car, and it's not what uh, Nick was expecting. This woman is a full-on dominatrix. Yep. She locks his ass in there. Yeah. 
Not just a little bit. Like, the gate comes through. Yep. There's no way he can escape. He is in for Hell in a Cell. Yep. And whips and spinning gyroscope thing like you put a NASA astronaut trainee on? Yeah, it's not even just you're going to have a red butt when you're done, but I'm going to make you puke. Yep, you're going to puke. And you're going to like it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't like it, I'm going to whip your butt. <laughs> yep, and make you puke again. Yep. Till you do like it. Uh, so outside, Bob is hanging out, and he sees a group of burglars stealing some stuff. Uh, beats the shit out of them too. Gets, yeah. Stops the robbery. It's just, at this point, Bob is so ready to be a secret agent that he's freelancing and stopping burglaries. Yeah, and uh, inside, Nick is slowly getting whittled down. Eventually, he's he's in. Oh yeah, he's crying to her about past loves and when he was 12 years old and she was 34 <laughs> married to his uncle yeah. <laughs> you mean your aunt dude uh, and eventually he falls in love with her mm-hmm. full-on baby i don't know it's questionable with him but he says that he thinks he's falling in love with her the next day when he meets up with bob and they have to go on he's like i don't want to go on i want to go back to pittsburgh i want to be with her yeah i don't want to be an agent anymore nope Want to get hit with a cat of nine tails? Yeah, lucky. And uh, Bob's like, no, it's a total role reversal here because Nick is being weepy and Bob is being the kick-ass one. He's like, get the fuck out of here! I don't even want you in this fucking mm-hmm. car. If you're gonna be a little sissy ninny bitch, uh, we have to save the freaking planet, and I don't have time for. For people that are going to be hanging back and moping about some girly man. Yep. So fucking get out of here if you're not going to help. Off you go. Bye-bye. And next leg, okay, I'll stay. But then he bails at the next pit stop that they make. Yeah, gone. Yeah. So Bob's like, what a dipshit. I'm going to go save this goddamn world. And he goes on to Washington and he dressed like a football jock. Yeah. I was going to say, Where's he getting these once you really decide that you're all in, you're on your own. What do you need? A letterman's jacket. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the eighties and it's John Ritter. Yeah. It's odd that that's the thing that hasn't come back. Letterman's jacket. Yeah. Because the letterman's jacket in the mid eighties was popular. Like the faux letterman's jacket. Right, right, right. Like that was a big deal. People were wearing those. Maybe we should start it. I wonder if I can get a Dodgers faux Letterman's jacket. That'd be oh, pretty that sweet. That would be cool. I bet well, it would be expensive. Yeah. I want one that said fuck you on the back of it, like in that movie we watched last week. Right. Like with the U where it's a university. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could even spell it uh, P-H-U-Q-U. So I, people wouldn't be like, what's that? I think it would be funnier if it had the screw going into the U. Mm. I, what, if, uh, what about a penis into a vagina? No. Okay, all right. That's like those vagina nails that I saw on Facebook. I'm sorry? That oh. Women are now having vaginas put on their nails with a little pearl at the top of them to be the clitoris. And it, they are so fucking gross looking. So is, is it like it's a- It's vagina nails. Is it like a, like a women's lib thing or is it like a fashion statement? I think it's a fashion thing. Okay. Huh. I saw it on the Facebook. They're like, if you don't want to have your nails done after looking at this, I'm like, ew! Like, dude, no, I, I am a, I am a feminist, but you know what I don't want 
is a vagina on my fingernail so that when I go to go meet people and I go show them my hand, because I talk with my hands, they're like, excuse me, is that a vagina on your hand? Yes, it is. I've got 10 of them. Or if you're typing an email and some of your clitorises fall off. Yeah, and then you're like, shit, I got to go back to the nail salon. My clitoris fell off. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll one-up you on your feminism, Jackie. I will say I'm such a feminist that I want a vagina on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Looks like Justin has cleared off the special seat for ladies. That's the dumbest joke. You know what? I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) And and we should have left this one behind because we're past it. But since we're telling bad jokes, going back to the letterman's jacket and personalizing it with ICUP. Uh, All right, so he goes to Washington. Uh, Mr. Bob goes to Washington, and he grabs a gun out of the glove box. He's getting ready, and he walks up to the map spot. (coughs) Or he's on his way to the map spot, and he sees a fucking clown, and he pulls a gun. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just a regular clown. (laughs) A kid's birthday. This is my favorite joke of the whole movie, where he's like, Son of a bitch, walking around dressed like that. You're just asking to be You're shot. Asking to be shot <laughs> at a kid's birthday party. Uh, Nick surprises him. He's there. Ah, I changed my mind. He steps out of the woods. He's like, "Yeah, we got to do this." So Nick is involved, but the Russians are there too, and they start shooting, and everybody's diving around for bullets. And then uh, Mahoney gets shot. Yeah, Mahoney shows up, and he's he. <laughs> Only having seen this so many times, and even 30 years in between my last viewing, I remembered that Mahoney was one of the clowns. Yeah, oh. he was the one with the green clown, okay. he the was, green hair, yeah. and he was I like, would... I'm working with a bunch of clowns, and then he runs off. Yeah. I was wanting you guys to say, who's Mahoney? Because the whole time I'm like, who the fuck is Mahoney? Yeah. And that's what is glorious is comedy about it, because Mahoney just comes out of the woods, shoots a guy, and then gets shot in the chest. Hey, Mahoney! Oh! <laughs> I'm with you, Nick! <laughs> and then he's dead immediately. Yeah. Oh, Mahoney's here to help. Who the fuck is Mahoney? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they take out the rest. And they, they walk over to a tree that's got a sec- secret compartment in it with a drinking fountain <laughs> a filter, a Brita filter drinking yeah. fountain system inside of a tree. I want one of these. <laughs> it was so cool looking. Like your whole house could just be made out of like these weird different sized tree things. And like inside one could be... You know, like your kitchen sink. The next one could be your stove. Then you could have like your refrigerator tree. It would be so cool. Or completely stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with cool. Really fucking cool. Why are you? Do you have trees? Oh, well, watch this. Boop. Yeah. Oh, good. Your coffee maker's in a tree. Why not just have a counter? Because it's in a fucking tree and it's awesome. Uh. Yeah, you are insane. I'm I'm going home. No, it's like robot trash can. Everybody loves the robot trash can, uh, the, except you. Yeah. I, robot no. trash can that opens up on its own. You don't even have to touch it. Robo trash can. So they've got water now. Mm-hmm. They've got water and uh, for the aliens. And Nick's boss steps out from behind a tree, and he's like, stick him up, boys. Drop, a, drop your weapons. He's a traitor. But he wants the big gun because the aliens have a gun so big that it can 
explode an entire planet. Yeah. And Nick's boss wants it, the CIA. We want the big gun, Nick. Yep. The world's going to end in five years, but we need a way to blow it up faster. Yeah, let's get that big gun. And Bob's like, nope, I'm not giving, I'm not doing anything. Screw you. Well, I'm going to shoot Nick. Go ahead. I'm not going to uh, this. Sorry, Nick. We're not as big as this. All right. So he shoots Bob or Nick a couple times. And then he busts out his finger gun. I got this. Bang! (laughs) Mahoney's last action as a human is to make Bob still think he has finger gun. (laughs) (laughs) Mahoney takes a shot with his gun, and he's got a silencer on it. So Nick doesn't have any proof or reason to think that Bob doesn't have a finger gun as well now. (laughs) This guy, I've seen some shit. In my day, and finger gun. Huh? It apparently this insurance agent has finger gun. Wow, neat. Uh, so, free and clear. The aliens arrive. They're just people. Yeah, just like us, just humans. And the Bob makes the trade, gives him the glass of water, and uh, he drinks it. Gives the glass back. Yeah. Oh, there went the photo yeah. op. Damn it. Yeah. But it also looks like the aliens kind of might have gypped us because it looks like a bag of popcorn. It's like. Unpopped. My, yeah, unpopped microwave popcorn. The good package? Yeah. Yeah. Looks like popcorn. All good things come in small packages. Yeah, well, it doesn't take much to say. That's not true thing. necessarily. See, that's what I put on my internet dating message. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the pool! Uh, they give Bob and some pens, too. They give uh, back Nick's pen, and Bob gets a pen, and then they fly off. Yeah. Enjoy your week, boys. See you next time. I like that he also says... Thank Nick for sending us the baseball. We're learning to play. Yeah. That was two days ago. Right. <laughs> great game. Great game. Great game. Uh, and then Nick walks up and he says, you never forget the first time you save the world, Bob. A special feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bob comes home and uh, he takes the wife inside and he asks about the milk. She's like, yeah, he's a creeper. He hits on me all the time. He's always stopping by, and I tell him not to bring any more milk, but he just keeps doing it. All right, all right. I'll take care of it. He goes You're not o- going to get violent, are you? Well, uh, we'll see what happens. He goes over to James LaGrosse's house, and he asks for the bike back. Oh, he takes his kids this time. Yeah, and uh, they're like, screw you, buddy. We're going to kick your ass again. Uh-uh. I'm kicking your ass. Nope. Beats up four fucking people right in front of his kids. So they're walking home with the bike, and Nick drops in. Walks, walks next to him. He's like, ah, pretty cool. Dad, you got hell, kids. He kicks a lot of ass. We'll see you later, Bob. And then he lashes onto a ladder that falls from the sky and yep. gets pulled up by a helicopter flown by his dominatrix girlfriend. Because she's a helicopter pilot, not a librarian. <laughs> what do I know? Uh, take care, Bob. Your house looks great from here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, final scene... Bob hides behind a fence, and the milkman comes up, and he punches him right in the face. Yep. <laughs> Freeze frame credits. Yep. Try, try to be more sensitive. Uh, Jackie, you want to ask a question? Yes. <clears throat> so now, does Bob just go around fucking punching everybody in the face? Because <laughs> that's what I've learned from this, is that once you get a couple of moves going and some confidence... You just go around punching people in the face. That's how you solve problems. Honey, uh, the power bill was more than we expected. I'll take care of it. 
<laughs> and you go to Idaho Power and punch the first employee you see in the face. I'm sorry, Bob, but uh, your check's going to be a couple weeks late. Uh, sorry about that. I'll take care of it. Yep. Check's on time. Domino's, minute pizza in 30 minutes or less. 31 minutes? You're not getting punched in the face because my pizza is free. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. No, I'm still going to punch you in the yeah. face. Yeah, he. I, I think so. I think Bob has become a violent man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think, too. A History of Violence is actually the sequel to Real Men. Yeah, right. Sammy? So does Bob call Nick's dad back? Well, <laughs> I wonder how that shakes out, Yo. man. You know that they're going to hang out again later. There's going to yeah. be some barbecue or something, which ties into my question. Is she banging the milkman? I don't think so. Hmm. Why was he using the back gate, though? Milkmen right. don't use the back gate. They yeah. drop your shit off at the front door and take off. That's called a back doorman. Yeah, maybe yeah. she is. And she buys into uh, him going to the loony bin without a problem. Like, she doesn't even seem to miss him. Like, oh, okay, have a good time at the yeah. bin, whatever. I think she's banging the milkman. Sure. So I think Bob is going to be free in a couple weeks to go ahead and start dating Nick's dad. And then once the families get close enough together, got a couple Thanksgivings under the belt, he's like, three-way? <laughs> what what's the chance of three-way? <laughs> I think uh, Bob's dead. The chances are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Or Nick's dad, the chances are good. I'm in for so anything. Bob, and his wife, being, I think it happens, three-way. Yeah. Yep. So. Does he join the CIA? Do they let him be an agent? Now that he's got crazy eyes and, you know, he can punch people. Well... And he's got finger gun. Yeah, sort of. The only person that could vouch for him, which is a pretty strong referral, is the best CIA agent that's ever lived. Uh, but but the, the boss is dead. Everybody involved with the alien trade water is dead, including, I believe, all of the KGB men. Yeah. Uh, well, so maybe this, because the KGB is dead now. Pretty uh, much. Maybe the CIA just gets dissolved. Like they're done. No, else no, to do. no. They got. They'll figure something. It's like out. March of Dimes. They'll just find a new thing to do. Yeah, they got that problem in Afghanistan to deal with. It pretty soon. <laughs> Mujahid, is he? Uh, according to the timeline here, I Rambo, think Rambo is Rambo already two. dealt with that. <laughs> Rambo three, Rambo I mean, three. <laughs> Rambo three is going to take care of that in like four years. So, all right. I would say that I think that he remains an asset, but not an agent, because that's yeah. what they do. They keep yeah. you as an asset. Yeah, why pay you? Yeah. Has Nick ever boned an alien? Oh, he caught to pound I'm, town on one of them. I'm yeah. sure of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Nick's Probably. boned one of these alien people things. He doesn't seem like he's too picky. No, no. Like, if it's if it's 2 o'clock in the morning, the bar's getting ready to close, he's taking whatever meat is left. If you're banging at least 20 people a day to have your keep your cigarette <laughs> pack smoking habit going... You're not picky. No. <laughs> you got to take what you get. So here's here's the big question. Okay. Okay. If they already knew the location because they were doing a training at that location. Right. Why do they need the map so bad? And how do you train for carrying a glass of water over to somebody? Well, just they'll take down both of my questions that I had to write. Sure. How do you train for this? Why do you train for this? You train with live ammo. But why? You just <laughs> are taking a glass of water over to somebody. Maybe he had really poor map reading skills, and they were like, all right, we're going to take him out there. 
We're going to show him how to use the compass again. Yeah. It's like a wedding rehearsal. Is it that hard to fuck up? Yeah, but somebody will if you don't rehearse it. But they've already been there to do this because they had a training. Just stay there. Yeah, and they have a tree with a water fountain in it. It's just right there. Yeah. You know where it's at. You don't need the map. Get a phone to the aliens. They do. They have the pens. Right. They have the pens. That's not really a phone. You can take duct tape a sticky note onto it or something. Then you might not get your pen back. You're probably not going to get your pen back anyways. Unless you say, hey, don't forget to bring back my pen. Yeah, there you go. P.S. P.S. I like this thing. (laughs) So where does Nick fall in the list of stinker madness badasses? Oh. I still say Dan and Banning could take him. Yeah, Dan and Banning can take him. I'm thinking he's somewhere right around Duncan Jacks. I would say Duncan Jacks. What about Sam goes to Frogtown? Uh, Sam Hell? Uh, I think Sam Hell, no. Sam Hell's not really that much of a badass. He's He's just got super sperm. Yeah. Uh, Commando probably can beat him. I think he's in my my top ten. He's in the top ten of badasses for sure. I don't know if he's in the the top. He's not in the top three because I would go, I'd still say Dan Banning Matrix. Dan Banning Matrix. What about uh, what Matt from Delta Force, Chuck Norris? Oh, no, not at all. He beats everybody up. He shoots a guy with an exhaust pipe. Yeah, the, his bike is cool. That doesn't make he him beats badass. He the shit out of Robert Forrester for no apparent reason. Because he's a seri- he's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous. Uh, no, no. No, he's number four. I'm putting him behind. Uh, he's he's number five. Norris is ahead of him. Mm. He's tied at fifth. With, yeah, maybe I would put fifth, but I think I could come up with something better he's, than that. Uh, he's tied at fifth with Duncan Jacks. Yeah, yeah. Duncan Jacks is a good level. Jackie, you agree with that? As badass as Duncan Jacks, even though Duncan I think he's Jacks, a little more badass than Duncan Jacks. Duncan Jacks is the world's most dangerous ninja. He's the world's most dangerous ninja. I don't. I don't know. I like the. I like Nick better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Duncan Jacks then Nick. All right. So by the tie and the flip flop, he's basically tied. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we all know how we're going to. I already said. Do from me. It's on Vudu. Two ninety nine. Go watch it right now. It's worth. Doing whatever you have to do to set up Voodoo on your Xbox or PlayStation. And then you'll have it. Voodoo make it for all of the streaming services you have to pay to rent. Mm-hmm. The other ones you have to like go to your computer, go to your phone. Right. With Voodoo, you're like, would you like to rent this? Yeah. Push the button. Wait, I don't have to use another device. I just push play. Yeah. I don't have to check like six different account authorizations. Uh, yeah. No, I uh, totally do this for me. Absolutely do. And. I've been searching for 30 fucking years to find this movie. I'm so glad I did. Jackie? Absolutely do. Yep, not a surprise. I loved the, uh, I love Nick's, Nick's dad. Uh, this one's going to be, uh, as usual, anytime you do a bad movie debunked. Uh, we uh, If you've ever been to our website, we have two star ratings on each movie. Good movie quality and bad movie quality. I honestly think this is a dead tie at an eight in both. Eight uh, stars it, for both. This you know, is, I love this movie. In terms of good movie quality, there's some, there's continuity errors. There's it's a lot of it's forward a comedy, cutting. Sam. Yeah, it, the the point is comedy, and it fucking delivers. It's a good comedy. It's hilarious. I haven't laughed this hard at a, a movie intentionally in quite some time. It's hard. It's hard to, for comedy to work with me. This is funny. So do it. Uh, we got some uh, listener feedback. You guys want to do listener feedback? Sure. All right. 
Wait, what if I say no? Uh, I'll tell you. I don't know. Am I in the listener feedback? Die. I've got corns on my feet. Is it going to make them worse? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got an email from listener Michael M., who uh, apparently likes us because he writes us every now and then. I like that, so please continue your emails. Uh, If you want to email us, talk at stinkermanners.com. Pretty easy. He says, hey, guys, thanks for doing Faithful Findings. Uh, If you haven't listened to our Faithful Findings episode, go listen to it. What a stinker! It has to be worse than The Room, and Birdemic is only worse by having all that clip art CGI. The comedy of the decade. Everything from the 2050 question mark years ago flashback with the 2005 SUV and dramatic goodbye to the creepy embraces and uncle kisses is a solid gold hit. (laughs) Uncle kisses. (laughs) That's good. Uncle kisses is about right. I thought Templar Nation was bad. But this takes vanity project fart sniffing to another level. <laughs> Try again, Mormons. Try again, Mormons? Yeah, the Templar Nation was Mormons. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, nice. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a treat, here's something you may have missed. At about 36 minutes during the goofy paper-throwing sexy scene, not one but two horrible edits reveal that our hero Neil wears pink toenail polish and has Eastern European lady feet. <laughs> oh, no. I missed that. <laughs> I didn't realize the Eastern European lady feet was a thing. Well, I, we know where we can go to see what that looks like. <laughs> I, love, I love this movie. Glad you guys are back after our quick break. And keep fighting the good fight. It's a magical day, Michael. It is a magical day. Uh, that's a good email. Thank you much for that, Michael. And keep them coming. Uh, on Twitter, I'm kind of doing a thing every now and then when I have too many beers and uh, sitting outside uh, drinking. Just tweeting. Uh, yeah, tweeting on our account at, at Stinker Madness on Twitter. It's Guess the Stinker. So I'll get a, uh, a clip uh, and put it up on Twitter and people can guess what the movie is. And I promised uh, Jake Benzai a shout out because he got street trash. Oh, nice. By looking that's, at a head in a toilet. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good one. That's I, like he's one of five people that would have got that. Yeah. And he says, I love actually two people got it. Oh, really? Uh, I love the movie Street Trash, but always feel like I need an hour long shower after I watch it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, so thanks, guys. Thanks for the, that. Uh, Awesome interaction with us. Uh, also, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash sticker madness. Streaming news and notes. We haven't done them in two freaking weeks, guys. We're behind schedule on these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got a big one to talk about. It's going to be a SMAB for contender. So I don't want to talk yeah. about it for too long, but we have to talk about it now. Uh, yeah. Came out, it came out at the end of last year, uh, very late. I think it actually came out on December 3rd. Uh, it was Christmas movie. Yeah, so we didn't have time to catch it last year. Uh, so we're going to add it into the next Mapfas for uh, some categories. But it, it's Collateral Beauty, starring Will Smith, Edward Norton, Dame Helen Mirren, mm-hmm. uh, Kate Winslet. Yes. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Uh, who else we got in this? I can't remember the other dude. Uh, he's a good actor. He's just not on the same level as the rest of them. The Mexican guy. Uh, oh yeah, what is his name? Oh man, sorry, buddy. Oh, that's gonna kill me. He's uh, he's the funny guy in uh, Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, wow. This movie. Fuck you. I'd fuck like you. To this movie. Start by saying, what the fuck does is collateral beauty even mean? 
What is collateral beauty? When somebody dies, Sam, you have to watch out for the collateral beauty. What is the collateral? Like, there's so they died in like a flower shot out of their ass and went onto the left side of the room. There's gorgeous splash damage. I don't think so. No, there's not. No, eat shit movie. Uh oh, HBO. It's on HBO right now. Uh, yeah, like like. Oh my god, this is gonna be. This movie is gonna touch people's lives. It's going to change people emotionally. It's like. Miracle on 34th Street plus uh uh it's a wonderful it's life. It's a wonderful life, yeah. Plus uh basically the last set four sad films that Will Smith's done, but and like we're super fucking smart and jerking ourselves off in our writing. A little bit of a Christmas carol too. Yeah, yeah. Cuz there's three of them and right. like it's got all these things that it's drawing from and then it's like a blindfolded kid trying to hit a pinata and he's in the wrong fucking backyard. And everybody fucking, it's not just the plot of this film. And we're not, we can't talk about the plot because this is like an M. Night Shyamalan movie where it's got a twist. And if you, I'm not going to attain it for you. Uh, but beyond the plot and how shitty the writing is and how much like, oh yeah, God, heartstrings. You don't know what fucking heartstrings are, dickwad, whoever mm-hmm. he fucking wrote this. Uh, everybody sucks. Everyone stinks. They're all Oscar at least nominated. Yeah. And they, J- Jackie, you love Helen Mirren. And she stinks. She couldn't deliver a line in this film. She could. No, she could not. She did better than everybody else. Oh, my God. I don't know. But it's the, I so, mean, everybody else so did bad. so bad. And, and it's clear that like halfway through. After they like really got an idea what the, was happening in this picture and where it was going, they all were like, "Uh, I'm country uh, contractually obligated. I quit." Midline, blork. That's what blork. they may as well be saying. <laughs> blork. Uh, what do we say on collateral beauty? Is as, as far as a do and don't. Don't. I mean, if you're going out there to stream a movie, don't. But okay. since it's going to be. One of the worst movies of the year, and you'd like to see how bad it is. Well, it's real fucking bad, so go ahead. Man. Ugh. I don't know. I am I am very twisted about how I feel about this film because the end is so fuck you, and it's like one of the biggest cinematic fuck yous to the people that just watched it for an hour and a half ever that you kind of need to watch it. But man, does it blow ass. And then it happens... And you're like, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, fuck you. I fucking figured it out halfway through. And so I'm sitting there yeah, waiting for it to you happen. Figured, that's, the, that's the glory of this film is you figured out the twist, but there's a double twist. Oh, I think I figured fuck that part you. out too. And I was sitting there halfway through <laughs> suffering through it going like, if they really do what I think I'm going to do. Oh, fuck I have, you. <laughs> I have to wait. for th- It's like I'm in line to get a root canal. Uh, yeah, right. I'm waiting for someone to stand on my balls. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Somebody's standing on your beanbag. <laughs> uh, we'll see how it shakes up in this map. Uh, it's getting nominated for something. From worse stuff. And that's the one of the things it's like, oh, if you want to watch it bad. This is so fucking bad. I think the only angle you watch it is if you really want to see a movie <laughs> borrow from some of the greatest Christmas films of all time and Christmas stories of all time mm-hmm. with a, you mm-hmm. know, uh, because it's Dickens uh, right. with the one, but and then just fuck them up bad, and then say just fuck them up, fuck you, and you're like fuck you, 
Yeah, I don't know. Tough call. Uh, next up uh, on Google Play for three ninety nine is a movie starring Tony Anthony that we talked about. Uh, you were going to do Tony Anthony movie. It's Get Mean. Get Mean. Yeah. Starring Which is the Tony fourth Anthony. in the Stranger series, as I recall. I think he's called The Stranger, yes. Yeah, the... West, kind of weird spaghetti western-y type thing. Very, very odd end of the spaghetti western. He's a nomad, is yeah. one thing. And he's got skills, death skills. He can kill guys. Yeah, he's, he's you know, a good shot. He's a gun. I don't know. It's like they're kind of sp- doing the same thing with the man with no name, but he's not the man. He's the stranger. Right. But these things are fucking wacky. They get existential. Uh-huh. They're fucking strange. Bizarre, weird plots. He goes into a cave and gets magic powers at some they point. They genre blend. It becomes yeah. a fantasy film. There's right. like medieval elements. Uh-huh. Uh, this thing's an absolute do because you're like, what is this movie doing? Yeah, it's very, very weird. Very Italian weird. Not, But not spaghetti western weird. Like, uh... It's like Lucio. It's like a Lucio Fulci movie. Right. I already forgot. Is it Fernando Bellandini is the director or something like that? I think that? so, yeah. Um, I probably fucked that up. But oh well. It, look it up, whoever it is. He's known for being a little bit on the weird end of the Italian pictures. And so when I'm watching this, I'm like, dude, this is like Fulci did a fucking Western. This is fucking crazy. It's bizarre. And I think Fulci did a couple Westerns. So they're probably like this. But right. Yeah, this is the uh, the experimental end of the Italian spectrum uh, as done in Westerns. And it's something else. And a hell of a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I would give Get Mean a thumbs up. Yeah, it's a total deal. Last but not least, uh, Jackie, you missed a glorious one on this one. Uh, it is on YouTube. There is only English subtitles on this, which is fine. That's how it should be done. Uh, you're going to have to dig for the proper English subtitles because uh, there's there's like six rips of this on YouTube right now. But it's a Japanese movie called Naked Killer. And boy, yo, 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 yo. What would we compare Naked Killer to? It's like a, like a femme fatale... Uh, La Femme Nikita type thing. They're hot. It's very La Femme Nikita, actually. It's it's uh, hot assassins, kind of. And then there's a little bit, and you have to watch anime. But there's a, a it's a little La Femme Nikita and a little uh, gunslinger girl because they're raised from young ages. But mm-hmm. rather than turn into assassins at children, it's sort of post teen, early twenties, and outlandish at every sec- yes. single step of this. Uh, this may be our first subtitled episode if we ever get around to it, because it is, it is bananas. Very, very wild stuff. And rough, like violent, yes. is all get out. Like bad things are happening to every single person mm-hmm. in this film at all times. Uh, uh, there's like six dick stabbings. <laughs> what? <laughs> This is the one where the guy eats the dick, right? Oh, there's a guy that eats a dick. Yeah, that's so they like this guy gets so fucking murdered that his he's been disemboweled. He's got parts of him everywhere. His dicks come off. His dick is missing and he can't find it. And apparently it's on the drapes and you can kind of see it in the shot. Uh-huh. And then in the scene, because, you know, you're picking up a dead body and he's the corner. Here's some food to eat. Right. <laughs> here's your breakfast. Number numbers. It's a dick dog. And then he's kind of looking around, not paying attention, and somebody brushes the drapes, and this giant penis falls into his <laughs> breakfast. 
And then he's like, mm, sausage, and eats it like it's a dummy sausage, and then continues to eat it. And nobody ever finds out, except for the audience, that the guy ate the yeah. penis. <laughs> the penis in the story world of the movie was evidence that remained missing, but the 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 investigator ate the penis. <laughs> So let me give you guys a little fact here. Oh, I'm not uh-oh. sure if you guys have ever right. sucked on a penis. It does not taste. Oh, I haven't. It does not taste like sausage. Oh, all right. <laughs> there is no way that you're going to mistake a penis for a delicious sausage. Uh, maybe it ages when it comes off. Like, I don't know, but and it's on drapes. Maybe the drapes were bacon flavored drapes too. <laughs> there was there was a lot of rosemary on those drapes. <laughs> This movie is insane. Yeah. Uh, it's everything that you want out of Japan. Um, mm-hmm. When it comes to like, oh boy, what is going on with these people? They're nutty. Yeah, give us some left field Japan. They gave you all of it in this it one. It crammed. It, and it's 90 miles an hour the mm-hmm. whole time in this film. It never lets off the gas pedal from the very first scene. Wow. Uh, I love Naked Killer. And it's glorious. It should be noted as well, because as, there's a lot of these Japanese movies where they really have budgetary concerns, and they, they did a really good job shooting. Yeah, this editing. is a high production value yeah, on this thing. it looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, definitely do it. It's outlandish, insane, bananas, any word you want to, any superlative you want to put on that, you could do that with Naked Killer. Sam, you're on the same page, I'm assuming? Absolutely. All right, there's your show, folks. Next week is Jackie's pick. Do you have one? No. <laughs> That's okay. I had one last week and I changed it because I found real men. I was like, holy shit, it exists. Yeah. Well, stay by. We'll put it on uh, social media. Remember at stinkermanis.com, uh, Facebook forward slash stinkermanis, and stinkermanis.com. And don't forget to send me emails. Jackie likes to hear her name said via me <laughs> quoting somebody else. Yeah, I do like to hear my name. So, you know, if you wanted to send anything my way, I mean, don't make a big deal out of it. (laughs) Nice (laughs) tie-in. All right, get to the chopper, kids. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper. Make a song podcasting in the dark. I don't like that one. I was thinking of the 80s one. There's an 80s version of podcasting in the dark? No. Dancing in the dark. dark. That's the one, yeah. Springsteen? Is that who it is? Yeah, I think so. That's That's the Courtney Cox one. That's the thing is that I hate Springsteen, so I don't know any of his shit. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't care for any of it. God, who is it that lost bro stock for me on Twitter the other day when I saw that they were like, yeah, go into a Springsteen concert. And I'm like, ah, dude. I think it was like Ron Perlman. Somebody that I respect and think is cool. Why can't Ron Perlman like Springsteen? Because no one should like Springsteen. See, I think Ron Perlman should like, I think actually that makes me like Ron Perlman more. Why? Because he's into shit that sucks. Like what else? I don't know. I mean, Springsteen's pretty big. Maybe he's got like a bunch of porcelain roosters all over his house and just like mm. weird fucking shit. Hmm. I mean, if you watch that show Hand of God that he's completely behind, mm-hmm. it's fucking terrible. Okay. Like his ideas are bad ideas. All right, fair enough. Yeah. So. He likes Springsteen too. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it was Ron Perlman, but it, it, I <laughs> might be throwing him under the bus. There's, there's buses. There's not enough room under a bus for Ron Perlman.
He's a big man. True. Got a face like a battle axe. Okay. Okay, we ready? Yeah, yep. I guess so. 